Welcome to June with a new vibe and an opportunity to get creative with the energy that was stirred up in the 11 month of May 2022. This month, we have a rare astro aspect, Mercury goes direct, Saturn starts its annual five-month retrograde, Pluto retros back to the 27.38 degree of the United States and global Pluto return, and we're going to see some more awakening and action-taking. We have gotten through May's 11 vibration, and I'll talk about that in just a moment, and have been through a lot the first half of the year. Can you believe that June is the middle of the year and we're halfway through 2022? Now it's time to jettison the ballast, raise the anchor, and open our wings wide to see how far we can fly. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Let's get started with the June Energy Report. Are you as glad to see May end as I am? It was not an easy month. If you've been following the story of the flooding damage to my house that happened in late January, in May, I had the restoration crew out to my house five times to fix unfinished or improperly repaired work. I think they're finally finished. And then last week, if you follow me on Facebook, half of the tree in my front yard just fell off, creating an enormous mess, flattening a lot of my vegetation that was finally starting to bloom and really fill out. The same tree that had caused the sewer damage, by the way. So it's been a tough month. I'm glad to see it end. And this was a really difficult project for them because everything went wrong and they never seemed to be able to finish. I'm not sure why, but I tend to bring that out in companies. If there are holes in their process or issues with training or performance, my project will be the example of everything that is wrong. From being the person who could and still does always find bugs in software in my tech days to the person who's been the victim of terrible content and IP theft and has now become the voice of public revelation and condemnation for these illegal activities, I must be the portal keeper for out-of-sync energies in the corporate world. Maybe that's why I just could not get the hang of the corporate life and my corporate career ended in 2007 after having six layoffs in eight years. Quite frankly, I'm getting a little tired of this. And if you know this is true about yourself, you probably are too. It just seems to be something that I'm wired to do. Do you have the same experience with people and certain situations? Do you see the out of sync energies, energy gaps and situations that are not congruent? Do you notice that you attract people who need help, healing, support, and advice for their problems? Is that a long-term trend in your life? Are you ready to change it? 
If that's what you're wired to do, you can be complete with that mission now and instead connect with people and situations who support and nurture you. If you're ready for that, June is a great month to get started. Are you ready to take a different path? Is it time for a change in how you work, who you work for, what kind of work you do, and doing work that you really enjoy and are passionate about? If you've been looking for a life change or expanding into something new or even taking something you're doing now in a different direction, you'll get support for it in June. I have a lot of experience in this area and I'm completing a project to help you with that. So stay tuned and watch for details in the coming days. June moves us out of the difficult 11 master number of May into a more creative and harmonious 3 of June 2022. 2022 is a sixth year. Two plus two plus two is six. June is the sixth month. I've noticed that 11 months are always tough because while 11 is one of the master numbers, it's the number of the initiate, the beginner. As beginners in any new cycle, we have to create new energy pathways and let go of the old ones that won't be appropriate for our new path. They just won't fit. Have you noticed, as I have, that when we have a month with an 11 vibration, there are a lot of changes and upsets, bigger energy downloads, more ascension symptoms and fatigue and sleepless nights, and it's full of challenges. That's because we're being shown where things in the status quo have to go. And we sure have seen a lot of that in the past few years. Sometimes we become aware of these things by ourselves and other times they make themselves very obvious. Either way, it's our choice to shift the vibe and let go or not, but we don't always have full control over that process. Sometimes things let go of us, no matter how much we want them to stay, and we can't do anything to get them back. As I always say, we are not in control of others' energy or of their choices. If you've listened to my Enlightening Life Live on Wednesday evenings, you know that I get a lot of relationship questions and sometimes someone will ask whether a person who's moved on will come back. Do they really want that person back? Maybe not. What they really want is the return of what was once comfortably normal and the old ways before they were forced to change. None of us likes change and certainly none of us likes having our relationship plans terminated because somebody's decided that they don't want to walk that path with us when those plans were centered around them. Here we have to learn how to manage our expectations and also look at relationships through the lens of the reality in which they truly exist instead of an expected reality that we hope will happen one day. We're all guilty of this and with June's energies, we get a chance to look at some of these relationship issues and start making more fulfilling, more aligned with our relationship intention and more satisfactory choices and decisions so that we are able to create a relationship that is fulfilling, enjoyable, aligned with our intention and that we become a partner in and not the source of energy for. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Sometimes someone will ask me questions about some romantic interest from the past that shows up, and they want to know if this is a good option for them. Well, 
The past won't be resurrected because someone from your past shows up, although memories of your past will return and that itself can cause some problems with regrets, guilt, shame, and anger. What can you do differently today if the past holds strong emotions? Well, have you ever been to a high school reunion after a fairly long period, so maybe 20, 30, 40 years later? I went to my 20-year high school reunion. Now, remember, I only went to this high school for one year because I moved to the United States when I was 17, and my mother insisted that I go to a U.S. high school, even though I had already graduated from high school. It was a typical high school. There were some bullies. There were some people who weren't very nice. And I remember one young man in particular who really was not nice to me at all. I won't say he bullied me. I'd just say he was very antagonistic. Luckily, I had some good friends and I could give him a wide berth and I didn't spend a lot of time with him. But I still remember some of the mean things he said to me and some of the mean things he did or tried to do. So I went to my high school reunion 20 years later and he was one of the first people I met. What a shock. In high school, he'd been a dashing, fit, somewhat debonair young man. Here was an old, tired-looking, rather overweight man who didn't look anything like his high school counterpart. He recognized me and he remembered me and started chatting me up as if we were old friends. And I took a look at him and thought, maybe this is an effort to make him feel better about himself. But I wasn't interested. I just gave him a brief hello, nice to see you again, I hope you're doing well, and walked away. Now, I could have used the opportunity to let him know exactly what I thought of his behavior, but that wouldn't have done anything. And it probably would have made no difference to him, or maybe not. I really didn't care either way. This is one thing that's really going to be helpful in the month of June, is to be able to look at something with discernment. Is this a good choice for you? But also with detachment, detaching from the emotions, being logical and rational as opposed to emotional, and making choices about things from an energetic standpoint. And here's the main energetic question. Do I want to be energetically attached to this from this point forward, or am I ready to let this energy go? You can answer that question however you want. The key thing about the past resurrecting is not, should I try and make this work again? Or should I make a go of it? Or is this coming up because I need to deal with this person again and maybe try something new? I think the past comes up because it's an opportunity for us to look at places where our blocks started, our limiters started, where we lost our self-esteem or our confidence, where we lost our courage, where we forgot our dreams. And to stop those energy blocks, to remove those limiters to our energy flow, and to pick up where we left off back then. How can we regain our courage? How can we regain our self-esteem? How can we remember those dreams and plans and goals and visions that we had for ourselves and inject new life into them? One of the things I always want to know when somebody from the past comes up for me and when clients or my listeners ask me those kinds of questions is, what does that person want from you? Because we tend to look at these things from a very one-sided perspective. We look at what does this mean for me? But on the other hand, we have to look at what do they want from us? Let me give you an example of this. 
when my ex-husband and I were at a family event a few years ago, and we had been divorced for many, many years, and he came to me with a very serious look on his face, and he said, I'd like to talk to you. I was a little surprised. I haven't talked to him in years. And I said, okay. Many years have gone by since our very difficult divorce, which was difficult because of his family. And I have no more feelings about him or the issue one way or the other. So you can imagine my shock when he began the conversation with, I want to apologize to you and proceeded to apologize for allowing his family to destroy our marriage, allowing his mother to spearhead that effort, allowing the terrible treatment of me by his family and never doing anything about it. It was quite an interesting conversation. I was happy to have the vindication, finally, after many decades, but I also knew why he was doing it, and it really had very little to do with me. He told me that he had been doing some soul searching, had been disappointed with himself in different areas of his life, and one of the major things he was disappointed about was the fact that he allowed his family, and especially his mother, to break up our marriage. But I also kept in mind that he was doing this for himself, not for me. He wanted to know that I forgave him. He wanted to clear his conscience and stop regretting the fact that his, he had allowed his family to break up our marriage. He had allowed himself to lose me, that he uh, you know, had allowed these things to happen and never stood up for me. And that's one of the things he apologized for was the fact that he did not stand by me. I was very surprised, shocked even, and rather pleased and accepted his apology. We talked for a little bit and that was the end of the matter. I haven't revisited it. It hasn't been an opportunity to rekindle the relationship. It hasn't gone anywhere else. But there's closure. There's the apology. There's the validation of my feelings and of my emotions and of what his family put me through by someone whose validation actually was kind of important to me. The reason I'm sharing this is because you have to know when somebody comes to you and says, I want to resurrect the past or somebody from the past comes. The other question you have to ask besides what's in this for you is what do they want? Maybe they want validation. They want redemption. They want your forgiveness. They want to ease their guilty conscience. It's acceptable and, and it's possible to do this without being cynical, but you also need to understand that that person wants closure too. So give them the closure that they need and ask that question because how you proceed is going to be far different if somebody just wants redemption and they want your forgiveness, or if they actually want to rekindle a relationship with you, you'll have a much different response to them either way. But the important thing is to allow this to happen, to get the closure you need. It may not come in the form you want, but see the resurrection from the past come as an opportunity to get closure, not necessarily as an opportunity to resurrect the past. Having to let go of something you had great expectations of or really wanted to maintain is not easy. Let's give this the seriousness it deserves because it can be very difficult. If you don't think so, as someone who's lost a cherished loved one, who had a committed relationship or a valued friendship end in the last few years, been removed from the job they were counting on for their financial and career security, 
or had a loss forced on them. No matter how beneficial that loss can be in the long term, in the short term, they just want things to get back to normal and they want to have more control over the changes that they feel are forced on them. The big question we should ask ourselves and never do when we're facing any kind of transformation is whether we're ready to integrate the consequences of our decision to let something go. And I did a podcast on this a few weeks ago, Truth or Consequences. As I always say, we don't fear fear, we fear consequences. Fear is not a thing, consequences are a big thing. We'll see a lot of that in June, the back and forth of decisions on how we're going to take action and make changes. Considering the loss factor as we decide to stay or leave, hold on or let go, refresh the old or create a fresh start is important because it removes the, well, I didn't think about that factor. When you look at things from the point of consequences, you consider not just the options, but the ramifications, the potential outcome, and the ancillary fallout to everything else in your life as a factor. And that way, you make a decision based on your ability and willingness to integrate the consequences so there aren't so many bad surprises. The decision to resurrect, rebirth, refresh, renew are all part of the process as we charge forward this month into accelerated ascension transformation. Remember, as of January 2022, we are in Ascension 2.0. And if it's felt like we're at the starting line, just revving our engines and making a lot of noise, we get to take off this month. June's energy themes, and every month has an energy theme, reflects these choices. Resurrect the old or burst something new. Refresh an old energy into something that is different, more fulfilling, and more aligned with our new intentions. Or renew a forgotten, abandoned dream or a life wish. Do we want a reboot or a fresh start? Fresh starts are scary, but reboots and renewals often come with baggage from the past that we can't gloss over, wipe away, or pretend does not exist. My grandmother used to say, and it's an old French saying, a broken vase is always a broken vase. If you break a vase and you glue it all back together, it still will have been broken and you can see the marks from the previous break and it will probably never hold water because it was broken. So we have to admit that if we decide to renew something or we decide to refresh something or put new life into a past situation, that we don't start from zero. We start from the foundation of whatever that situation was. And if it's a situation that involves some kind of disappointment or challenge, that is the baggage from the past that doesn't get glossed over or just disappear. It's still there. The issue of who controls what and how energy is controlled becomes another big part of June's energy. While we want to think we have control over what happens in our life, and we do, we don't have control over the energetic process that governs our connections. What we choose to connect to versus what can and will connect to us. It has to be a two-way process. And this is going to be a pivotal lesson in June. We have to learn to surrender, to stop resisting transformation and the changes that create it, and allow ourselves to follow the path of our intention without forcing any connections 
or trying to divert the flow of transformation that is happening. Why do we do that? When we want transformation, maybe we are in a dire situation and something has to change and we set our intentions for it because our safety and security needs are paramount and we will do a lot to ensure that those are met. That's why this is an integral part of my High Vibes Living coaching program and system because if you don't understand how much you will do to maintain the status quo because you want to preserve and protect your safety and security, you don't understand why you can hang on to the most unhealthy, unhelpful, and unfulfilling life situations no matter how much they hurt or limit you and who tells you that you really should let them go. By the way, Everyone has safety and security needs, so don't be embarrassed if you have to admit, even to yourself, that this describes you and your life right now. Everyone tries to make sure these needs are met and they're not compromised. But now that you know that, can you see the reasoning and logic behind others' decisions that don't make sense to you, or maybe even your own decisions that don't make sense to you? How are they managing their safety and security needs And by the way, that security need can also include a fear of intimacy, a fear of connection. These are often the reasons why relationships don't work. It really has nothing to do about whether or not they love you. June's energy can appear rather unremarkable. It's June. It's the beginning of summer. People are starting to go on vacation. And we've had so much upheaval and chaos in the past that June can seem rather benign. But don't let appearances fool you. There's a lot going on this month. The powerful and very sublime new moon of May 30th is still sending energy echoes into June, which opens the month in a very beneficial way. This was one of the first energetically sympathetic new moons we've had in a while. So we start June basking in the good vibes from that new moon. And then on June 4th, Mercury goes direct, finally after a three-week retrograde that has been very tough, as many of you have told me and as I have experienced myself. Maybe it's because during its retrograde, Mercury has both squaring Saturn and echoing the May 16th eclipse degree, forcing us to face our karma and our limitations and look at how we're using our energy. What path do we want to take now And what are we willing to let go of? Again, remember that letting go is not just this easy, breezy process. This is the answer to our need to be vindicated, validated, recognized, acknowledged, and appreciated by those who can't, don't, won't, and don't want to love, honor, and respect us. When we realize that, we'll understand why we have our energy drains, unmet expectations, regrets, and seemingly unfulfilled soul missions hanging over our heads. Can we let it all go? Yes, of course we can. And when we do, we cancel out our obligations to our karmic past and establish a new timeline for our lives. Does this sound like something that appeals to you? It may sound like the best solution, but it comes at a cost of unconditional surrender to your potential and unconditional forgiveness, meaning an energetic disconnection from the past. If you're not ready for that, don't worry. There'll be more opportunities to step in that ring later if you're not ready right now. I have to mention one thing that is significant on the energetic level, and that's Mercury's retrostation on June 3rd that is at 25 Taurus, and that's the degree of the fixed star Algol, 
which ancient astronomers called the most unfortunate of the fixed stars because it represents beheadings, loss of life, loss of reputation, personal destruction, cataclysms, and dire circumstances. On the positive side, Algol can represent protection from evil, security, safety, and a total change in circumstances that is beneficial. At the same time, Mercury is square to Saturn, the cosmic and karmic teacher, which is stationing retrograde on the same day that it's also aspecting Algol via an opposition. That's a lot of attention and energy on Algol. And it can show up as interesting shifts in leadership and changes in the status quo on a very large scale. That's why I'm mentioning it. So keep your eyes on what's happening around you. The Algol energy is significant in light of what's happening from June 14th to the 25th, as we have all three personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars in their own signs, as well as Neptune. This is a real power to the people moment, and it hasn't happened since June 1958. Prior to that, it happened in the late 1800s. Having all the personal planets in their most powerful positions in their own signs is a significant source of grounding and energetic alignment. You may feel more confident, self-assured, and self-aware. You may feel balanced in your energy and finally ready to make some changes, and decisions may be easier to consider to take action on. Try avoid forcing yourself to take action or think that you should be doing something and being critical of yourself if you don't. We heal and release in layers, and some of those layers are very deep. Be generous with yourself here, and if you're feeling it, charge ahead. And if not, maybe next time you'll be ready for it. All of this is happening around the June 14th full moon, which is a super full moon, and that heightens the full moon energies that can cause strong emotions, mental imbalance, or extreme emotions, and create spiritual momentum. We are in a powerful energy vortex that is moving faster every day and gaining momentum because its primary driver is the rate of awakening and the amount of light being held by each of us and the collective of humanity. Each of us is working on this in their own way. Try to avoid judging yourself because you think your work is not important enough. Every single one of us is important and contributes to this effort. On June 22nd, we enter the solstice and summer begins in the Northern Hemisphere, winter for you in the South. We are at the growth period of our cosmic cycle when we plant our gardens and nurture them and start the harvest to maintain productivity. If you've ever grown vegetables like green beans, zucchini, tomatoes, green peppers, cucumbers, you know that you have to harvest the produce every day to maintain growth. You also have to remove the dead flowers, a process called deadheading, so the plant produces more flowers. Gardening is a daily labor of love and a big effort. I have a garden that I do something in every day, whether that's pulling a few weeds, trimming, deadheading, which is a daily chore when the flowers start really blooming, or surveying my lovely gardens and appreciating their beauty. June is also typically called the wedding month because it is the traditional month for weddings and you may think about romance, whether that's to reminisce about the one that's ended, the one that got away, the one you are glad didn't happen, or the lack of romance in your life right now. Romance is a big issue and a quite a complex one because if we want love, romance, connection, companionship, and intimacy, 
we have to approach love from a much different perspective. We need to be both givers and receivers in any relationship, but first, we need to be healed, whole, and congruent in our own energy. We can no longer get involved in relationships with people we want to heal us or who we want to heal and make whole again. That's not going to work now, and it has never worked before either. We also cannot allow the disappointments, unmet expectations from the past, and what we call romantic failures, become the reason we avoid connections, commitments, relationships, and the possibility of becoming vulnerable. It's one of the ways we protect ourselves from future pain, but it's also how we limit the expansion of our energy and the potential to find the true connection, partnership, and love that we secretly wish and hope for. And to add more excitement to the mix, remember I told you June looks benign from the outside, but there's a lot going on. Pluto's retrograde takes it back to the exact degree of the February 22nd, 2022 return on July 10th. But at the end of June, we are very close to that degree. There'll be one more pass this year at that degree during the final week of December, and then a quick pass in late 2023, and then we're out of the Pluto return cycle for another 248 years. But don't get too comfy, because a Pluto return effect lasts for many years. This is dredging up the density to bring it into the light of truth. Where are we seeing that happening in the world today? It's, is it happening in your personal life too? June is a step in a new direction that is built on the energy movement we have experienced in the past two years, and even before that. This has been going on for a long time. It has really accelerated in the past decade and certainly in the last two years. Accelerated ascension also means accelerated disintegration and chaos. Both are byproducts of the ascension process. We've seen a lot of that lately, and it has increased awareness and awakening by a huge factor. June is a month to consider transformation and to initiate it if we're willing to integrate it and to live with the consequences. June's themes reflect this, refresh, renew, repeat, or release. And I would add to that an intention to revive is going to be very helpful to view every person and situation from the position of expanding our highest possible energy frequency, to maintain strong energy boundaries, and to experience what is possible when we decide to raise the vibe and live in joy. Have a great month. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started.